The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. And thank you, Emily. Uh, she is one of the most delightful people, and you can hear it in her voice. You know, in radio, we can hear smiles, and that, that girl's got a great smile, so thanks, Emily. It is Thursday. It is Fourth of July week, and we are studying God and country this week with my co-host, Delmar Austin. And today on this Thursday, we're going to talk about how God comes first. I've always believed that being a Christian is what defines me more so than being an American. I am an American, and I'm proud of America. But first of all, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And I think it developed, thinking about my personal experience again, it, it developed really uh, as I had a chance to go beyond America, as I had a chance to see the bigger world that's out there. Yeah, you, you were in China for many years. Well, I was for one year. One year, okay. I, I had the opportunity during my years in college to go overseas and live in Hong Kong. In, in that time, it was actually a British colony, but right. it is a part of China. Uh, uh, today, it's officially a part of China. But I had a chance to see the church in action in a different part of the world. And... You know, I guess one of the things that impressed me the most there was the fact that no matter who we are, no matter what our background is, it is a belief in Jesus Christ that draws us together. So I, I sense that oneness uh, even in other parts of the world. Oh, yeah. When I came back from that year working in Hong Kong, I decided to stop off and do a little sightseeing as long as I had time, and I stopped in in Western Europe. And I was traveling around a little bit. I got a Eurail pass, and I started traveling some. And I remember uh, sitting on the train one day, and we had hours to kill. And I was—I pulled out uh, a New Testament, and I was reading from the Gospel of John. And I'm just sitting there reading, and the on the train, the seats face each other. Yes. And so there was a a gal and her daughter that were seated across from me. And I noticed she was staring at me. <laughs> and, you know, I'd, above the book, I'd kind because of see these eyes. Because such a good-looking fella. That maybe, was it. Maybe that was it. I don't know, but probably not. But uh, she, uh, uh, I finally put down the New Testament, and she obviously couldn't speak very much English, but she pointed to herself, and she said, Christian. Wow. So I knew she knew what I was doing. Wow. I was reading from the New Testament, and she wanted me to know, hey, I'm a Christian too. Was she Asian? No, Remember? she was. She was. Uh, she was European. Okay. Uh, maybe French. I'm not sure. Okay. But uh, anyway, she she uh, signals to me, and and I just felt a real warmness inside. Absolutely. You know, here is here is somebody I can't even talk with. You know, I don't even know their language. I and I I tried to say a few words, and she didn't she didn't understand. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> I'm I'm terrible. I don't I don't speak French at all. 
But uh, do you think if you would have read the scripture out loud, she would have understood it? No, I don't think no. so. Okay. I, I think she knew one word, Christian, and yeah. she was able to say that. But it got a link between us. Absolutely. And it it showed me that the bigness of the Church of Jesus Christ in this world. And it just really impressed me. Um, as, as you learn about Christianity and the development of Christianity, Christianity went throughout uh, the Western world, particularly. It went throughout the Middle East. It went into Africa. It went into many places before Christianity ever got to America. Right. <laughs> America is, is a come-lately part of the story of Christianity. So as much as I love America and as much as I appreciate how God has used America— I make sure that I understand that it is my Christian family, my Christian uh, identification that defines who I am in this world. When I uh, did a preaching series at one of the churches I served, I did uh, uh, the topic was uh, the rebels and Je- Jesus and the rebels. And it was all the people that were American who were really rebels mm-hmm. and compared them to Guess who else was a rebel? Jesus. I got a little flack from some ladies on that, but it's true. He was a. They killed him because he was a rebel. He w- He refused to be uh, under Jewish law or under Roman law. He was under God's law. You know, one of the most interesting biblical stories that I think helps us understand a little bit about following God and being part of a nation that follows God is the story of Abram. Oh, yeah. Abram, in the Old Testament, is called by God. God says to him, Abram, I want you to leave your, your, your family, your extended family. I want you to leave your home. He lived in Ur of the Chaldees. And God said, I want you to come to a land that I, will, that I will show you. And let me just read briefly here the introduction in Genesis 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. He said, not only does he say, I'm going to bless you and you're going to have children, which is something that Abram thought he'd never do. Right. God says, I'm going to make you a nation. Yeah. I am going to make you a, a unit of people, a strong unit of people in this world. And Abram believes him. Uh, you know, hope against hope, faith against faith. Really? You know what, an older man, God is going to somehow provide a child, and my ancestors are going to become a nation, a significant nation in this world. God chooses a man, but he also chooses a nation. Well, see, that, that tells us a little bit about how, do, how God works. He works in individuals' lives. Sometimes he works in the life of of a nation, too, Absolutely. like he did with Abram. Now, why was it that God said, Abram, 
I want you to go to this area. And he tells him, he shows him to go to Canaan. Go to Canaan and live there. Was that a, a place where nobody lived? No. There were Canaanites that lived there. They believed in false gods. They worshipped idols. Yeah. They, they were a pretty immoral group of people. And, and you see all the conflicts that take place. Abram is instructed to go there. And even after the sojourn in Egypt, you know, for uh, hundreds of years, and Moses leads them back, that's the place that God wants them to be. Why was it that God wanted them to go to Canaan? I don't know. Well, I believe if you... better you, tell me. You got me hanging now. <laughs> I believe if you look at a map, it's pretty obvious. Oh. That was an ancient crossroads yeah. of the world. Yeah. There were big countries to the north, to the east. There were important, powerful countries to the south. And guess what? When they wanted to get together, when they wanted to do trade, when even they had conflicts and wars, you came through that area. That's right. You came through Canaan. And God had an opportunity, a perfect opportunity, to show others about himself through what was happening in Canaan or what we call Israel today. It was a part of salvation. That, that, that's what got carried out there. Uh, God's outcome versus nationalism. Uh, it's in Daniel. Yeah. In, in Daniel chapter 2, what we see is God is telling the history of all these nations that are going to come, and they're going to be different powers. But what happens at the end there's a big rock, according to the dream in Daniel chapter 2, yeah. and the rock destroys all the other nations. And who is it? It's God's kingdom. Yep, yep. So God is not just into nation-making. He is into getting his purposes accomplished. He can use a nation to accomplish things, but he's not out there just to make a strong power. And I will say, and this can a little controversial here, but people who are waiting for God to do something in Israel today might be a little mistaken because God is not just in the purpose of nation-making. God is trying to accomplish his purpose in our hearts and in the powers of nations. Now, we all hear about the Crusades of the Middle Ages uh, and it tells us about the earthly kingdom and God's purpose. Tell me about that. You know, if you, if you do a study on the Middle Ages and the Crusades, they were people, they were armies from Western Europe that were being sent down to take control of Jerusalem. Why? Because there weren't Christians living there anymore because there were Muslims that controlled that area. And they said, it isn't right in the place where Jesus was, was uh, uh, you know, where he did his ministry, where he died. These are sacred places. We got to control them. And hundreds and hundreds of lives were lost, yeah. both Christian and Muslim. And what happened? Muslims still basically yeah. uh, control at least the, the Temple Mount anymore. And uh, for what purpose? Well, for what purpose was all that accomplished? Yeah, if, what, we're just, if we're just concerned about nation building, I believe we're on the wrong track. Well, I don't think that we as a, a country are uh, thinking about nation building based on the lines of faith, but we are on democracy. 
And, of course, a large part of Christianity is that we are democratic. We are a republic. We have a democracy. The people own the country. And I'm going to suggest that's a Christian value. Okay. It's a Christian value, and there's a a reason for it, and there's a history uh, connected with it, too. And we'll we'll continue and talk about more about that. Yeah, tomorrow on the radio program uh, or on the webcast, uh, we're going to talk about a special role in history for the United States of America, the country that we celebrate this week. And we appreciate you celebrating with us as we continue our series on God and country. Uh, tomorrow, same time, uh, same bat station, exactly where you're listening now. You can see it or hear it. You can also uh, watch us on Facebook, and you can go to YouTube.com and search for The View from a Pew. I'm Mac McCoy, and if I haven't told you lately, I I sure appreciate you listening. Uh, This is my favorite job. Uh, It used to be just talking on the radio, and I did politics for so many years. And and then it was 14 years ago next month uh, that Jesus came to me in the middle of the night and said, Hey, you're mine. Didn't ask me, told me and change my life. And I do have my next book coming out, and it's uh, it's kind of that story of my life and my family and how we uh, conquered everything from mental illness to uh, uh, abortion to alcoholism to, well, anyway, the book, and it's called The Legitimate Bastard, and that'll be coming out, and you'll hear more about that here on this radio program. All right. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for taking part. Delmar and I will be back tomorrow and finish up our series on God and country. We'll see you tomorrow. Good thanks and special thanks to the folks at Divine Truth Christian Stores, 84th and Harrison in Omaha, or online at DivineTruthChristianStore.com. Anything you want, they've got it there for you. Divine.